Hello and welcome to this, the 10th episode in this series. A milestone, in my opinion, in my story about the Reverend Sabine Baring Gould and his song collecting of the old Devon folk songs. In the last episode, I talked about the songs Sabine had collected with the help of Henry Fleetwood Shepherd and Freddie Bussell in the autumn of 1888. I estimated that they had collected around about 90 songs in that period. After that very busy autumn of 1888, spent some collecting, there were only a few songs collected by Sabine and Freddie Bussell in December of that year. So I'm guessing that Henry Fleetwood Shepherd had gone home to his wife and daughter in Thurnescoe, Yorkshire for Christmas, with the time of Christmas being a welcome break for all of them. Then in January 1889, Sabine goes abroad, as he tells us in his further reminiscences, that he had a sudden attack of influenza and on his recovery was advised by a doctor to spend the rest of the winter in Italy, which he did. Then we find a letter to his curate Gatrill, dated March 21st, 1889. He writes he is in Bologna and on his way home and hopes to be back in England by All Fool's Day. So there was a lengthy break in the folk song collecting for Sabine, Shepherd and Bustle until June of 89, when once again we find song sheets showing by who and when new songs were taken down in archive in the Devon Record Centre in Exeter. Now we are back on track, with the three parsons out and about taking down the songs from Devon's songmen. By now the collection would have been growing steadily, while in Italy, Sabine must have started to think and plan how to get the songs not only sung again, but also preserved for future generations. As a successful author of both fiction and non-fiction, why not use his publishing connections to put them in a book and publish it? Which is exactly what he did in 1889. According to his grandson, Bickford H.C. Dickinson, in his biography, Sabine Baring Gould, Squarson, writer, Folklorist, 1834-1924. Bickford lists the books that Sabrine printed, that Songs of the West was first published in four parts, between 1889 and 90 months. Publishing in four parts, in my opinion, was a great marketing strategy. Eighteen of the songs included are from those collected in the autumn of 1888. Others are added to make up the total of 25 songs to be in part one. Fleetwood Shepherd takes care of arranging the music for the song's publication. Sabine takes control of the lyrics. Sabine writes a very impressive introduction with a description of each of the songs. Fleetwood Shepherd writes about his musical accompaniment. Once issued, the four parts were aimed at the collected by the Victorian middle classes, where they would sit on the pianos of their drawing rooms, awaiting performance. And the second part already had 13 songs planned, to be included from those collected in the autumn, with fresh songs added as they were collected. The Reverend Gentleman was well and truly ahead of the game. In total, 110 songs were spread over the four parts, released between 1889 and 1890. Then, in 1892, the four parts were published in one volume, 
with no less than six further reprints over the next 30 years. This really was quite an achievement from the reverend gentleman, with songs as he termed it, from the mouths of the people. Devon's most famous song must be Widdicombe Fair, which was included in the first part of the series and has become well known worldwide. Also in the first part, from Cornwall, there is The Sweet Nightingale, a song which has also become very well known outside of the English folk song following. Sabine had received a letter from a Mr Stevens of St Ives, Cornwall, with a song which in the notes to it in Songs of the West, Sabine had written that many old men in Cornwall had sung the song to the same air. And this is my solo rendition of The Sweet Nightingale. My sweetheart, come along, don't you hear the sweet song, the sweet notes of the nightingale flow. Don't you hear the fond tale of the sweet nightingale as she sings in the valley below? As she sings in the valley below. Pretty Betty, don't fail, for I'll carry your pail safe home to your cot as we go. You shall hear the fun tale of the sweet nightingale as she sings in the valley below, as she sings in the valley below. Pray let me alone, I have hands of my own, along with you sir, I'll not go. To hear the fun tale of the sweet nightingale As she sings in the valley below As she sings in the valley below Pray sit yourself down with me on the ground On this bank where the primroses grow you shall hear the fun tale of the sweet nightingale as she sings in the valley below, as she sings in the valley below. The couple agreed and were married with speed, and soon to the church they did go. No more is she afraid for to walk in the shade, nor to sit in the valleys below, nor to sit in the valleys below. As this is the tenth podcast in this series, I would like to give my thanks to my friend Mr David Burley, as it was his suggestion to create podcasts so I could tell the story of Sabine's song collecting and sing some of the songs from it to a wider audience than the folk clubs where I can usually be found singing the songs. David suggested I should create podcasts. I listened to him, did some research, and it made sense. I would not have to travel other than to a gig booking, just record the podcasts in my lounge, as I'm doing now. In effect, as he said, the audience comes to you. And you did but I did not realise how far some of that audience would be listening from. Amazingly, the series downloads are received on three continents. 
from Mexico up into the USA and on up to Canada, across to Asia, then to Germany, and of course spread across the UK. In total, there are 87 cities, towns and villages, so you might say I have spread his story to an audience much further than I myself or the Reverend Gentleman could ever have imagined. David Burley is originally from Cornwall, the man who, with much encouragement, taught me to play the violin some years ago. He became a friend and played violin to accompany me as I sang at many folk gigs in Cornwall. David now lives in the States and teaches music in a school in Boston. Without his suggestion then, the podcast, the parson and the songman would never have come about. Thank you and good luck to you, sir. I feel the podcasts have gone well, letting me tell the stories of all the information I've collected over the years about the Reverend Gentleman and the songs he collected and those that I sing. But I still wanted to tell my story of Sabine's song collecting efforts to a live audience at gigs. But to tell the story of how the folk song collecting came about, got going, and the songbook Songs of the West was printed all between 1888 and 1892, the story ideally needed to be in four individual performances <laughs> at one venue, if I could find one. And all of this was to be done in 2024, being the centenary year of Sabine's death. And guess what? <laughs> I got booked for all four in one church. Just the venue I'd thought of as ideal. I've loved singing in churches since a very young chorister. As you have been following these episodes, you will have heard no annoying adverts <laughs> until now. If you live in Devon, within driving distance of Newton Abbott, and would like to come to the first set of concerts, please take note of the following. The ladies of the village of Denbury in Devon have booked me for four concerts, as I have just detailed briefly, at their church, St Mary the Virgin. For more details, please visit the website sbgcentenary.co.uk the website of a group I am part of promoting the centenary of the death of Sabine in 2024. Go to news for a brief description on that site of what I am doing and you will see the dates 28th January, 14th April, 21st July, 3rd November. Click on these dates on the calendar to find the content of that day's gig. My thanks go to the brave ladies of the village of Denbury, who have been the first to have booked me for their church, St Mary the Virgin. Tickets are available now for the concerts, or why not buy tickets as a Christmas present? Well, this episode has been slightly different to ones that have gone before, but I hope you have liked what you have heard, and will continue to listen to more songs and stories about the Reverend Sabine Baring Gould and his song collecting. The producer of the series is John Tidball. I am Mike Bosworth. This has been The Parson and the Songman. Till next time, bye-bye. <laughs>